0: What's going on everybody, WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather here, and I want everybody to know that you are listening to the Wrestling Underscore Hip Hop Podcast, your home for all things wrestling and hip hop. So I want everybody to tune in and subscribe to Wrestling Underscore Hip Hop on Speaker Radio. And then I want everybody to follow them on Instagram at Wrestling Underscore Hip Hop. Now everybody enjoy the show. And keep it pimping, baby. Peace. Welcome back to Popolitikin.com, your home for Self Help Meets Hip Hop. This is a special episode of Wrestling Underscore Hip Hop. I'm with my guy Curry. How you doing, bro? Hey, uh, I'm
1: doing well on my side over here over at the ATL.
0: Yeah, I gotta shout out one of our past guests, the aerial artist, Zen Shi, because he made sure I say his name right. He uh gave me your contact for interview he said you're a great wrestler so we're gonna learn all about your career what's going on yeah that's awesome i'm definitely
1: up and coming i'm only in my third year then she has a great career in front of him and behind him so i was just glad to be out here uh talking to a whole new crowd all right so how did you get involved with wrestling um well i mean i've been a fan of wrestling my whole life my dad used to take me to the shows, the little flea market shows, little lucha shows. Um, and when I became 25, after a lifetime of just bartending and, um, and you know just living the life, I decided uh, to try wrestling at least once. And uh, I joined wa 4 under AR Fox. I started doing really well. I started traveling. And next thing I know, like I'm in Florida, Texas, Chicago. And it just kind of took up from there. But it's always been my passion. It's definitely the main passion that motivates my life.
0: So what, you, what, what motivated you? Like, you know, a lot of people hit that point in life. Where like, so basically it was kind of like you was doing a dead-end job, basically. What kind of motivated you to say, hey, I'm better than this. I want to do something better. Let me try follow my dreams.
1: Um, I've had, I've had a lot of uh, ups and downs in my life uh, I'm originally from Chicago and when I left the Chicago scene I just wanted to start something new start a whole new scene I moved down here with uh, my fiance at the time and uh, I just googled the wrestling school WA4 and uh, I think I was 26 at the time and Some people think that's too old. A lot of people start very young, but uh, me and her talked about it. And I'm like, I'm either going to be working a day-to-day job for the rest of my life and retire comfortably someday, or I'm just going to go at this 100% and um, see what happens. And I'm still at the see-what-happens phase, uh, but uh, it's definitely something that uh, I think I needed to do before or I would regret it for the rest of my life. Shit, you almost there
0: now. If you say three years, you had that, you got to keep at it now. You almost there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've,
1: I've, I've hit up some great shows. I've uh, met a lot of the WWE people. My long-term goal is definitely to work for WWE. But the fact that I'm traveling around different states uh, has definitely had, I just had so many adventures, so many stories to tell. And it's, it's. I'm in a way better place in my life mentally and spiritually because of wrestling.
0: And I would say, uh, so I was say were say, what was your athletic background? Were you like always in shape or you had to get in shape when you started
1: training? That's a funny story because I, I did, i I trained martial arts most of my life. So I've had that behind me. And then uh, I did try, try to dabble in MMA when I was a little bit younger, around 21. Um, but the thing about that is I weighed between like 140 to 160 pounds. And in the wrestling world, that's just way too small. So I had to do a series of bulking and cutting in order to reach like one ninety five. I uh, so I gained about forty pounds of muscle and fat back and forth to gain uh, the body I have now, so I can be a top name in wrestling.
0: Hmm. Where you where, where were you wrestling at? You were doing amateur
1: wrestling? I did amateur wrestling in high school. Okay. And, uh, and then uh, once I going back to Chicago, that's where I was like training martial arts and MMA. What,
0: what when you, oh, you just did miss martial arts or you did a certain, yeah. certain kind?
1: Uh, I personally took Taekwondo and Kung Fu and then I just took an MMA class, which is specifically, you know, they'll teach you like the new style of uh, what cage fighting is.
0: Okay. So what kind of, what kind of wrestling did you watch growing up?
1: um i've always watched wwe because they had it in spanish uh my family can only speak spanish so they would watch it on uh, the spanish network translated and uh but as i grew the little shows that they would have locally or that i would go with my family was lucha shows so a specific style of like Latin style a very aero aero dynamic very uh flippy to say
0: yeah i was gonna ask you about because i know uh with me I'm in California, so I don't know Spanish all the way, but I'll be wanting to learn Spanish just so I can watch Triple A and that CMLL. <laughs> I'd be like, "Damn, I want to watch it" because I'll be watching it, but you know, when you don't understand the words, it's kind of different. But I'd be like, "Damn, whatever they talking about, they into it" because I'm be into it. Boy. So, you watch any of them? The
1: Triple uh, I'm gonna be performing with uh, tri- no, A is doing a show in Atlanta in October. I'm gonna be performing with them. Senshi will be on that show. A few other top uh, luchadors will be on that show. And, of course, I watched them. A lot of people don't realize that the American style and the lucha libre style are almost, like, completely different. They're currently starting to blend in a little bit, but uh, you really have to try to study everything American wrestling, British wrestling, Japanese wrestling.
0: Yeah, I had some people tell me, like, I remember uh, I had some people tell me it was like, uh, the pro wrestling here is fake, but the lucha is real. So they, they think, but I guess because with the lucha, you know, a lot of the athletes, like, they live that character. So you will never catch them outside with that mask off or whatever. They they live that role. So I guess to them, it has more, more reality to it when they're always, when there's no, you know, they don't take it off and be a different person outside of the ring. Yeah, living the life,
1: living living the lucha life. I originally wanted to wear a mask.
0: When I was
1: up and coming, there was a stigma that someone drilled into my head, which is like, if you're not born in Mexico, you're not really allowed to be a luchador. And uh, I don't know, uh, from what I've talked to, a lot of people, that's not a thing anymore. But a lot of traditionalists have that. So I just started practicing the lucha style with Fox, Senshi, some other promotions down here. And um uh, I do the lucha style, but I'm I'm yeah, I wouldn't classify myself as a luchador luchador.
0: I am gonna say so can you talk about just how you came about your, your name and your character and your mood set? Just talk about some of that.
1: Well my, my name is actually my name. Yeah, that's my uh Okay. <laughs> what does it mean again? uh Tequiri is an ecuadorian name I believe it's uh it's a uh, it's a root word in the quichua language which is the language of the incas um it means uh survival or adaptable but it's a uh, dead tongue so, you know, it's uh yeah that it's going back to the very ancient days of ecuador just note yeah you you good they ain't t-
0: you good you got the name already <laughs>
1: I was like, I was destined to be a wrestler, Takuri. Takuri, a luchador de Ecuador, the wrestler from the land of the golden sun. That's kind of my moniker, the Inca dragon. Um, that, that stems from... When I started wrestling, I actually did not want to do the lucha style. I didn't want to be generic. Everyone's like, oh, it's a, it's a Hispanic guy. He's going to be a luchador. So I actually tried to step away from that as much as possible. I wanted to do maybe a Japanese strike-based style. I use my MMA background, my martial arts background, but as I started training with the luchadors and um, Senshi for one of the guys, it, it was just so much fun, you know, flying through the air, um, uh, using maneuvers that require some level of, uh, you know, very specialized skill, and, and it's a, doing some of the lucha moves itself has a little bit of thrill because of I don't say how deadly they are, but there is a small percentage of error, but it requires agility, balance, concentration, stamina. It's definitely a challenge and I love it. Uh, uh, so I stepped away from denying the fact that I love Lucha, and just started like, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, that's how I got into Lucha Lucha. That's how I became a Lucha of Ecuador. And once again, that's how I've been able to get into promotions that,
0: Specializing each other. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, – because you was talking about the Japanese style. So I think um, some wrestlers, they kind of mix up all the styles a little bit. I don't know if you watch, like, the Motor City Machine Guns. I think yeah. um, Alex Shelley, I think he does a good job. Like, he kind of has, like – you can kind of see he does the lucha sometimes. Then he does Japanese. Then he does the American. So I like how he does
1: it. Yeah, I think the uh, awesome thing about right now, at like the moment we live in, because of social media, because of video streams, uh, you get to be exposed to so much more, um, and um, you get to see different styles, and you kind of get to blend them. I mm-hmm. think there was a point in time when you know you would separate the Lucha guys from the American guys, from, but in the last maybe ten, twenty years, there's been a lot of uh, intertwining, and um, it. it for a lot, a lot of unique styles. Like there was Lucha Underground, uh, that was a very mainstream show that brought some Lucha to the American side. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I was gonna say, but then, um, speaking of that, but then you had like, you was talking about like the new way, but the old way, you know, like Chris Jericho or Malenko, or Eddie Guerrero, they actually went to Japan. They actually went to Mexico. So then they, you know, incorporated all that in their style and stuff, so. That's how the old school wrestlers had to go get They had to just go out there
1: and train. Yeah. Uh, that was the only, like, right now we can, I can go on YouTube and watch Alex Shelley. I can go on YouTube and watch New Japan. Back then, the only way to get that idea was, uh, you know, uh, literally going to the country and literally entering the thing. I know someone told me a story that the lucha, luchadores actually started getting upset because when Americans started going there and training, they were exposing the the, the secret art of lucha, uh, and uh, if Eddie Eddie Guerrero was one of the innovators of that. When he started introducing lucha to the American side, they're like, you know, why are you teaching them our ways? And I'm like, I find that type of separation crazy to think of, but that was the reality. Well,
0: I could, to me, just speaking of like a person that watched wrestling my whole life, if you see what happened, like they kind of like commercialized it, because especially you remember when it all of a sudden. When Nitro happened, you had the Cruiserweight division, you had the WWE division, but they didn't treat the wrestlers the same that they treat like the the AAA and the Mexican promotions treated. So you kind of like just took their top stars, but then you got Rey Mysterio, you throwing him in the fucking wall, <laughs> taking his mask off. So it's like, they were just, you know,
1: giving them the money, but they weren't treating them the same way. That's, that's how I saw it. That definitely makes sense. You have to choose whether you want to be a big fish in a little pond, I'm not saying, you know, Mexico is a small pond, but they decided to enter America, but they were the innovators. They started the movement that allowed Eddie Guerrero to become a world champion, to, become, to allow Raymond Series to become like a global celebrity.
0: Man, I don't know if you, um, I'm going to shout him out because I noticed he's still around too. He's on um, Major League Wrestling a little bit. Uh, Conan, was you were a fan Oh, of Conan, yeah. Conan. Yeah, Conan was hard.
1: Conan. 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 is one of the guys I've met that you can see loves the business because he doesn't need to be in it anymore. He's going to shows. He's critiquing. He stays later. Meet. Uh, he stays early and after shows so he can give some feedback. Yeah, he's one of the really guys that you can see really loves the sport. Yeah.
0: And then I was I was looking too, like, cause they they always you know I watch like it's called I just shout them out since I watch it, but it's like what a culture but they talk about like the top 10 wrestlers that shouldn't have signed with WWE. So they was talking about Sin Cara, because you remember Sin Cara was like, I think he was like really big in Mexico. And then he came out here and didn't really do nothing. And I think um, Del Rio didn't really do, he did good, but he wasn't the star he was in Mexico from what I hear.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of um, transitional problems, especially with the people that learned this specific uh, so not to dwell too much into the training aspect of it, but there is like a left way and a right way of wrestling. And Lucha wrestles with a different side while Americans wrestle with a different side. I've been, I personally have trouble, I, I'm dyslexic. So I actually have trouble, once I learned one way, it was actually a, a hard switch up that type of style. So I know people that train their whole life down there and then they come up here. And that's what unfortunately happened with Sinkara. He trained his whole life down there, came over here. They didn't adapt to the style well, which co- unfortunately caused many um, botches, injuries. You say you're dyslexic? I'm dyslexic, yeah. So I can't, like, I mean, I can read. Uh, just everything looks
0: funny, and my left and right is a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, so how did that um, work out with your training? Because I know that training, is kind of, like, from my, when I went through it, it's kind of hard. Like, you got to remember steps and shit. <laughs> so like, so how you, you know, that's kind of, how's that?
1: I realized early on that it was going to affect my training a little bit. Um, so for me, it was just repetition. It was just, uh, instead of relying on left and right, I had, to, I had to rely on muscle memory and just consistently doing it over and over again. And once again, when I started doing uh, lucha, started training with lucha, which is a different side, it messed me up a lot to the point where even nowadays I'll have to actively think, okay, so this is American. I have to use this side. Um... But, yeah, it's a little bit more of a mental strain. But once again, uh, I have to make sure I can adapt to it because uh, it's the business I want to be in. And
0: then have you, uh, have you had any injuries yet?
1: I've been fortunate enough to be pretty safe, although I've had one injury uh, my whole career that really took me out a couple months. Uh, it was in Chicago. Uh, I was doing a, a top row perk in Rana. And I guess the guy, he thought something else was happening. So when he grabbed my legs, he kind of spiked me on my head, then landed on me. And then, yeah. It it was really crazy because Eddie Kingston was in that show. And, you know, Eddie Kingston's a badass and he's hardcore. But he's the first guy that came up to me and he's like, bro, I thought you were dead. And So have you hurt your neck or what? Yeah. Oh, I actually don't remember. Um, I guess it knocked me out. And, yeah, I do have uh, uh, some nerve damage from that injury. Ew. But, um, um, yeah, it, it, it once again, it didn't stop me. That's the only time I think I've ever debated considering maybe this isn't for me because that was when you have like a hard rate concussion and nerve damage, like I tried to do a push-up, my hands weren't even, like they were kind of a little shaky. And even now, if I try to push too hard in the gym, I'll get a little shaky but uh, like my hands start shaking, but it's just part of the it's unfortunately part of the business, but I've been staying safe since then. Well, I mean, but
0: like how you say you're staying safe, but I, I was watching uh, this old clip with Lex Luger and Bruiser Brody. But like, what about like your your the person in the other ring? Like both of y'all have to be safe. So how do you build that trust? Especially like if you're doing different shows that's your first time meeting that person. Well,
1: it's funny because my injury happened because I was working someone new and my gut feeling told me, don't do this move. This move looks a little bit insecure. The guy, the guy looks insecure about this move, but I wanted to impress the people that were watching me so much that I went against my gut feeling and performed this move. And yeah, it didn't work out well. Um, and I got injured. So what my trainer air Fox has said is like, just try, if you have that gut feeling, use that gut feeling, especially the first time around. Uh, don't go too overboard. And then you can grow as, uh, as wrestlers. Now there's some people I've met in the ring who I've had great chemistry with, like off the bat, but even then I won't be performing anything too uh, suicidal that I would have to rely very heavily on them. And vice versa, I would expect them not to uh, expect too much from me the first time around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's the thing too. Like you kind of got to like, you know, if you're going to keep wrestling, you don't want to do all your moves in the first match. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You got to uh, build
1: it up a little bit. Yeah. And then the, the important thing about a match and uh, and being in the ring is early on before a match, you have to have that time to talk to someone uh, and preferably have some ring time. There's a lot of shows I've been to, uh, especially more down here in the South where they they get you there uh, like you get there, your opponent maybe will get there like an hour before the show, and then you can just talk about it at best. And talking to someone for the first time is the is, is the best thing you can do. But you really want to feel something out in the ring. You really want to at least touch the ropes with them to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, i would say. Uh, what's that? Man, you got a tight move. Um, it's the. It's, I think I think they were saying it's a helicopter, but that shit tight. Can you talk about that move you do? It's like it's like the. Uh, I guess you're doing the lead scissors, and then you dragging them around like that and throwing them. Uh, it's like a head. That, it's like a hurricane, but you like it's like a helicopter. You doing at the same time, something like that. You doing? I was. I can show you if I can look at it right quick. Yeah, that's the move. tight. I had to log in right quick, but I'll show you the move. I was. Yeah, ready. no problem. I, I, I
1: have, a, I have,
0: I have a lot of different moves,
1: and I've been changing my style. But you don't know what that one's called? What's I to see it.
0: Yeah, I'm going to show you right now, hold on. Cause it kept, I was looking at your, uh, it was an older clip of you and it was just showing all your best moves. Yeah, I'm going to show you right now. It was tight. I was like, what is this? It was the best of 2016. Uh, yeah, oh. you, yeah, you got some tight moves. I was looking at all your moves.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Here you go. Let me. Um, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share the screen. And then you can see it. Uh, let me share the screen. I want to see what this move's called. All right. You see my screen? Yep.
1: Oh! oh Tony's gonna fake it. Tony Banks, it, he's watch. trying to make it to the end. Round oh, 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 oh. he goes. Oh! oh no,
0: no. we go! Oh, no!
1: No! No! What? Oh helicopter here! Oh. He comes out here cheap he He's oh, showing oh my god! Oh, I, mean, I love that move. It's actually tough. Oh what a power oh, t- oh, yeah. That's just a that's just a helicopter head scissors. It's just a head scissors, but with a little spin. Uh, they I think they call it the helicopter head scissors. Uh once again that's one of those moves that they're fun to do, but if you see that, that was actually my first year training. A lot of the guys that I did that with ended up dropping me and scraping my head across the mat. Mm. So I stopped doing that move unless I can really, tr- unless I really trust a person.
0: Now what's your finisher right now?
1: Um, I, have a, I have a couple that I'll bring out. Uh, I have a, a thrust kick and a power slam. Uh, it's called a Coca Crush um i have a uh, palm strike into a face buster that's called the uh, Hero's rise and uh main to go finisher i've been using most of my career is called the uh, dream maker which is a modified go to sleep but i spin them out and then slam them into my knee as they're falling
0: mm. yeah so i guess it's kind of it's kind of good too to have like multiple finishers because like say you fighting a real big dude and you can't hardly do you know that's the first. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Evolve? Yeah, they're on WWE right now. Yeah, so
1: Academy. you'll be seeing me on that. I did a couple shows with them. Okay, you about to get some royalty money then. I don't know about that. I think we signed off the well, We'll see. I have to really talk to them about that. Yeah, because
0: I think um, people be saying like whatever shows are on the network, the people get royalties. Like all, yes. Anything on there. So they're on there now. I think it's, it's like they added like a couple of indie shows on there. I know yeah, evolve going up. I ain't been watching it yet though.
1: No, they added WXW. They're adding evolve one episode at a time, and uh, I think they added Limitless. I have been I have binge watching everything. <laughs> I would say, what do you uh, you like? Major League Wrestling. Uh pardon.
0: Major Sorry. League Wrestling. I see it. You watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I actually just faced uh, Ariel yesterday. I faced Ariel Dominguez. I don't know if you've seen him on there. He's like five foot one. He has like a little athletic gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, I, see it. I, that's another promotion that I'm aiming for. Originally, my goal was to try to work for Evolve consistently because Evolve is a gateway to WWE, but they stopped running now, especially due to you know the pandemic and everything. So now I'm trying to see what is starting to run and where should I aim to. So MLW is a good promotion. I'm looking to enter, hopefully, in the next year or so. What about All Elite? I, I love All Elite. I, I, a lot of my friends are on it uh, consistently now. I know most of them. Uh, but I just feel I would love to work for them. I'm going to say I wouldn't. It just doesn't suit my style personally. I feel like I like a structure and style that WWE has set up and Lucha Libre has set up. AEW is still experimenting heavily with all their different match styles, which is also cool, I love it. Uh, and once again, if they offered me, I would definitely say yes. But if I wanna be honest with myself, my goal is WWE and uh, I wouldn't mind working for anyone to get there. And I would also love to rest for Japan. I mean, I mean, have. I have a goal, but I want to really travel. I want
0: to go everywhere. Yeah, just from the like the fans. I know a lot of people. They're they like all elite right now, and then New Japan, then WWE right now is kind of like they're they're good, but a lot of people with WWE just seems like they don't use the talent correctly. Like the new talent, they never like I don't know. <laughs> I will ask you about uh. By A.R. Fox. Because I was, I was actually watching um, his match. He had a match in Gen- Game Changer Wrestling a little while ago. So you've been working with him for three
1: years? Who, A.R. Fox?
0: Yeah. So you've been, you been, you been in his gym for three years, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been training with him for, uh, it's going to be four years in March next year. So what made you pick pick his gym? Uh, It was, it was actually, I think, at the time, it was, one of two schools operating at the time in Atlanta. So really it was only, uh, I was down here. Well, I came down here because the school was down here. Okay. So I was considering going to a school in Chicago. Uh, They produced talent like Mustafa Ali, Kalisto, uh, but they were at like, I think $2,100 at the time. And uh AR Fox's school at the time was like 900. I know the rates have gone up since they've gotten a lot of talent signed to WWE, but at the time that was the most affordable and they had a payment plan. So yeah, really to be honest, I, I want to say it was just the fact that it was affordable to me. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I guess that's the part people forget too. Like people want to be wrestlers, but they got to remember they got to pay for the
1: school. Yeah, and trust me, if a lot of people will pay. Then it's crazy. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. Consistently moving forward. I mean, you have to think about the school. You have to think about the gear. You have to think about the traveling, um, and uh, I, I, the amount of people that go there, that they go there for the first day, the second day, the third day, and never come back. And I'm like, wow, that is that is a, an investment. But at least they were honest with themselves and understood that you know this isn't for everyone. It is. It is a. It is a challenge. It's not a hobby. This is uh, almost a lifestyle. Mm.
0: So, where you where you see your career like, uh, say, five years from now?
1: Five years from now, I either hope to be wrestling for a top promotion like WWE or New Japan, uh, or even Impact. To be honest, Impact's been doing pretty well. I've been. I'm a big
0: Impact fan. I'm a big Impact fan.
1: Yeah,
0: I. <laughs> I've been watching them since back in the day.
1: Oh, yeah, same, same. Uh, I took a little break during uh, a little bit of that turbulence when they were with Dixie Carter. But, yeah, no, especially now, I think Tommy Dreamer is one of their uh, bookers, so he's he's really turned the roster around. Yeah, my homie
0: over there, too, uh, Chris Bay.
1: Oh, yeah. I, uh, uh, I I popped really hard when you got the, the X Division title. That made me. But I I don't know. I think, I mean, he's still there. I think, uh, I don't know what they're doing. They, every promotion has so much talent lately. That's the only concern I have, that I may get lost in the shuffle. Because I want to be, I'm a Latin wrestler, I want to be an inspiration to other Latin wrestlers. If you talk to 90% of Latin wrestlers, if you talk to like 90% of wrestlers, they'll see how Eddie Guerrero, uh, Ray, they just were an inspiration. Uh, and uh, I kind of hope to be that one day to, uh, yeah, I guess that's my long, long-term goal, to be an inspiration to so other people to follow their dreams.
0: Yeah, I would say uh, just as a fan, man, because I'm a big fan, I'd be like, man, I think one of these wrestling organizations need to, write, need to talk to me because I could be a good writer. But I would say just keep working on your character and just keep making yourself unique. Because once you're like, you got that look and you look unique, so people won't like you. So, like how your hair is, that's cool. So just keep keep building on your character and keep making yourself stand out. And it's gonna that's how you gonna stand out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta look different. You can't look like can't come out looking like all the other wrestlers before you. You gotta be some like maybe you can have like something that gives them honor, but not like just looking just like everybody else. Like some gotta separate you. So just keep keep you know keep working on the character, bro.
1: Yeah, that's that, what, I mean, I, I, even
0: we was watching yesterday, sorry to interrupt you, but yesterday, we was watching like the old WrestleMania, like 17, 18, Stone Cold and The Rock. Remember that's what? Shit, once they start being themselves and they they was like raw and they was just being themselves, and they had their own character, they took off. But when they was like Stone Cold, Stunning Steve, and he was Rocky Maivia, they wasn't doing shit because the fans didn't like that shit. You gotta like
1: be unique, man that's a uh, I don't know if you've seen a lot of my stuff and that's actually the hardest thing about wrestling like you can go in the ring every day and trust me I train almost every day Monday through Thursday and so as long as it's open I'm there I'm either working out or practicing on the move if I'm not there I'm studying some wrestling but you can do that so much but the reality is right now with social media and everything and even it's been like that the whole time characters is what sells Merchandise it's not your there's someone always told me that a move never sold a shirt and um, it's it's pretty much true like you need to have that um, hell yeah or bring it or three sixteen. I know um, I was talking to a marketing guy and he told me you have to make yourself marketable. Lately I say this one thing I say who no mass after every chop after you kick and it's like that's the one thing that's helped me get over. Uh, every promotion, I mean, I'm, I'm over here in Tennessee in a no-name no hit promotion, uh, and I'll be like, and I'm producing at least a little bit of Spanish to people that don't even know what it means. It's actually really fun.
0: Nah, oh, man, I would say, uh, actually, I'm going to ask you, so we got to go into your top fives in a minute, but one of my favorite wrestling promotions is actually from Memphis, Tennessee. They was around in like the 80s, so it was Memphis Championship Wrestling, but Undertaker started there. Psycho Sid started there, uh, Jeff Jerry started there, Lawler was there, and everybody used to come there and wrestle there, man, it was so great. Like, just type them in on YouTube, type in like CWF Memphis Wrestling. Man, that shit was so good, man. It was like the best wrestling ever. I uh, uh, it's not
1: Jerry Lawler's promotion,
0: is it? Uh, it was, Uh, he he used to wrestle a lot. No, it wasn't USWA, it was actually okay. uh, Jerry Jerry's, uh promotion. Oh, okay, yeah. so I
1: think. Okay. Yeah, it
0: was before USWA. I think it turned into um, USWA, but I'm talking about early 80s. So, like, Steam was on there, Undertaker was on there, Ultimate Warrior was on there. All of them, like, before they first started. So, they was, like, super green. So, it was like, you just got to see that shit and, like, see how they did now. You'd be like, wow. I think even Scott Steiner was on there. But I'll ask you so, who's your top five wrestlers? Top five wrestlers? Yeah, we male wrestlers, male
1: wrestlers. Oh wow! Top five male wrestlers. Uh, I mean, I can work. I, I can give you number one. That's always going to be Eddie Guerrero. Uh, um, Undertaker. Undertaker's uh, up there. You know what? I'll, uh, so we uh, you have one and two. I'll work. I'll work backwards from there. So we'll have five. Um, the Rock. Um. I'm, Trying to think of, and I'm not gonna try to, uh, I grew up watching WWE, but uh, I have been inspired by other people. I've been uh, looking at a lot of uh, Okada lately. I don't want to You're wrong. Yeah, so I will put him at least on the list. Uh, I want to throw in, uh, not just to throw him in, but I've been watching a lot of old school Uche Libre. So I would, hmm, okay, so. I don't know. I I never think about this. So so it put me on the spot. (laughs) Um, I'll have to put it. I'll have to. Oh, Daniel Bryan. There it is.
0: What's your your five tag teams? Oh, damn. Five
1: tag teams. That I don't have much exposure to. I would have to Motor City Machine Guns. I've been looking at them a lot lately. Um, The Dudley Boys. It's because I love tables. Um let's see, we have oh team hardy, team extreme, that WrestleMania pop. I was there for that WrestleMania. That mm-hmm. was Um Chabo and Eddie. I'll always remember that. And we'll put finally on the top list. Um hmm. can't think of it. Oh, I'll, I'll go a little bit old school because I'm watching. I'll put the Mega Powers. Okay,
0: I would say, uh, are you? Are, do you have a tag team partner?
1: I, uh, if I have to team up, I do have a tag team partner. He's another local uh, luchador. His uh, name's King Aruda. So I always tell people I'm a singles wrestler, but I can be part of a tag team. So, and he is someone that I've traveled with consistently, and. It's funny because the reality is the Lucha style is so different. Half the time we travel to shows to introduce ourselves as a tag team, they usually put us against each other because we can work so well.
0: <laughs> and then do you have uh have you ever had a manager or a valet? So that could be another way you stand out too. I was thinking about that. Like, you know, depending, you know, how like uh, Paul Heyman, I think he's helping Roman Reigns right now. That's the best oh, yeah, thing they could ever sure. do. That's the best thing they could ever did. <laughs> He about to be good now. You got Haman on him. But, uh, yeah, you had any managers
1: of L.A.s yet? No, not, not, that, uh, not, that, they haven't, not that people haven't offered. It's just I, when I think manager of I always think heel, like bad guy. And uh, I, I've almost been a career face. Uh, but uh, I, I, do, I do think that is something I could look into if it's offered, of course.
0: So I would say um, – this is one thing I know I never I don't know because I never talked to nobody about managers. So are managers actually like doing stuff off the screen too, or is it just the on the screen stuff they're doing? Like do they actually manage y'all in real life too? Or is just <laughs> There there's very
1: few people who do have like on screen and off screen managers. Um I did That's have Macho like Man. A
0: little... I think Macho Man was the only one.
1: <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, well she was there forever. Well Monday yeah, so um, there is such a thing as wrestling managers and wrestling scouters and bookers and um, on that side of the business, but usually they don't interact on both ends, from what I've um, seen.
0: Cool. All right, man. What would you like to say to your fans and supporters?
1: What would I like to say, man? Uh, just to. Uh, to any of my fans, supporters, if you're out there, you know we're living through really weird times right now. So stay strong. Things will get better. Stay positive. Make sure to follow your dreams. Um, and yeah, just you know, let's just remember that we're all people, and we're all trying to grow to a better future for you know just a better future.
0: <laughs> all right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me.
1: No problem, man. I'll make sure to share it. Uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing this uh, as well.
0: No doubt. I'll say whenever you get on WNB, man, you gotta come back and give me an interview. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I'll also pro-
1: I'll, I'll have to go down. Oh, uh, You're in Cali, right?
0: Yeah, I'm in San Diego. Yeah, If you ever yeah. come out here, come to um, it's okay? I'll come back up. Try to come out here. I'll make sure to hit them up,
1: man. I'll, I'll make sure to hit them up. I'll hit you up. It was definitely a pleasure. Alright, bro. What's your social media again? Um, my Instagram is Takuri Fit uh, my um, Twitter is Takuri Lucha and you can just look up my name T-A-K-U-R-I for my Facebook you got any merch? Um, I sell 8 by 10 at the moment uh, I will have an order of shirts coming out shortly but not till October
0: what's up everybody this is Poe from po I'm, I'm into wholesale real estate i did an online course and i thought it was pretty cool so i want to share it with y'all the name of the course is called the varsity class and it's an online course that will teach you the tools to become a real estate investor this course will show you everything you need to know about wholesaling properties and real estate that can potentially earn you five thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, or more so you can make a lot of money in this wholesale real estate this is a good course to get you uh Get your foot in the door so you can change your life today. And the link is bit.ly backslash homes. So bit.ly backslash pohomes with an S. So thank you. Check it out. I'll holla.